Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems, which challenge all of us, are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Jeff Best, uh, the owner of Fast Science in Cincinnati. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Uh, before we go on any further, let me uh, tell our listeners, Jeff, who is coming up in some of our next shows. Uh, we're bringing back uh, Mike Ruhlman, who's going to be talking about IT threats, uh, crypto locker, terrible virus, uh, where they ransom your files, and uh, maybe some of the things that we can do if you're still running an old XP machine. Following week, we're going to bring in Sue McPartin. She's the uh, managing partner for PwC here in Cincinnati, accounting and consulting firm. Uh, Price used to be called Price Waterhouse Coopers. Then on the following week, we're going to have Jeff Selch from Thermal Tech Engineering. That should be an interesting show. Then we're going to talk about the dynamic residential real estate market. And Ellie Reiser is going to be uh, with us. And the following week, hopefully, we'll get John Rogan from Segeti. And hopefully, he'll be here in the country. The following week, we're going to have Lance Atkins from Still Meadow, or as some people know it, Royal Oak Country Club. Then Joe Raver from Hildebrand. He is the new president of of that company. Okay, let's talk a little bit about you, Jeff, and how you got there. Well, let me me tell the folks about a couple of other Sandler things. We have a uh, Sandler cold call camp that's now scheduled for uh, June 25th. It's a Wednesday on April 28th. Monday, April 28th, we have a special Sandler program in the morning called Thriving with Stress. This is going to be about about an hour segment with Ph.D. Frank Wood, who has created this program to make us better in the moment. I thought that would be good for salespeople, and if you're interested in getting a free spot in that program, call Brittany here in the office, 
9400 extension 102. Okay, next Sandler program is public program is May 7th at the Clovernook Country Club that is called Fearless Selling and the subtitle is What Would You Do and What Could You Do If You Had No Fear in a Selling Mode? A couple of really interesting and beneficial programs. So Jeff, how long how long have you been in business? In this business or in business? In any business. Um, I believe it was in 1970 mm-hmm. while I, I was working for the Standard Oil Company. Okay. While I was going to school at Miami University. Mm-hmm. Ended up getting married and continued on with um, Standard Oil of Ohio um, until I was, I believe that was 16 years, 17 years. Mm-hmm. What did you do after that? Um after that, I um, went to work um, for myself for a short period of time, and then I ended up at um, a car rental franchise, had five locations in Cincinnati. Really? Rent-a-car? Rent-a-car, yeah. Uh, Rent-a-car Express. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe they're in business anymore, but did quite well with that and ended up at Mike Albert Leasing. Mm-hmm. and was responsible for car rental and short-term leasing for Mike Albert Leasing here in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And grew that business um, the first year from $20,000 a month. And when I left in 1997, we were doing $750,000 worth of business a month. Just in rental and short-term? Yes. Wow. And that was just in the Cincinnati market. Mm. And what did you do after that? After that, I went to work for a truck leasing and rental company, and um, they had seen what I had done at Mike Albert Leasing, and they were looking to expand. Mm-hmm. And we went from five locations when I went there. Eighteen months later, we had 88 locations around the country. Wow. Was that a, a franchise environment or just mm-hmm. company-owned? It's all company-owned. We set up in Wilmington, Ohio, a training center. Mm-hmm. And we brought people in from all over the United States and trained them for two weeks, then sent them out. They and their employee, they usually started with two people at a location. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, we grew to 88 um, locations. Our biggest customer was FedEx, and that's one of the reasons why we um, got into the truck rental business, because we were leasing trucks to FedEx drivers, to contract drivers. And to help facilitate that when their trucks were down, mm-hmm. we um, expanded that business. And the goal was to get to 120 locations. Okay. Um, it didn't work out. And everybody knows of the Y2K situation mm-hmm. back in 1999 where everybody was to become Y2K compliant. Well, our company decided to completely change the system not become YTK compliant, but to change all of the software. And when we switched over in November of 1999, it failed. Oh. And we could not go back to the old system. Mm-hmm. And so um, we spent three months trying to get that system up in place. And that's hard to do when you're doing about $15 million worth of business a month and you don't know who you owe or who owes you. Wow. That sounds like it's enough to put a company out of business. Uh, it did. 
we um, actually ended up filing bankruptcy and then restarted the business again, and it um, is still flourishing today. Mm-hmm. But I left there in 2001 after we had come out of the bankruptcy and gotten through that and decided I wanted to do something different. Mm-hmm. Bought a business in the inner city, and we ended up hiring um, people that were coming out of prison, coming off drug rehab, to give them a hand up rather than a handout. Okay. And so we did that up until 2009 when the economy really um, started on the decline quite poorly. What, what kind of uh, business was that, Jeff? Well, we had a lot of them. We had we basically had three. We had a vinyl manufacturing company, and that's really where we hired the people for the um, majority of the people for that company, making vinyl products. We also um, ended up um, buying a screen printing company, and we used some of those individuals for that company also, which the screen printing company I still own today. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we also got into promotional products. We got into um, doing um, decals and lettering on glasses for restaurants and mm. bars. And that business is still going. That was in a partnership with another person. That person is still in that business. I left that and ended up at Fast Signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends all thought I was nuts because they said at my age, I'm 64 years old, that I should retire and sit back and enjoy what I've accumulated over the years. And I decided I didn't want to do that. I'm too much of a growth person. I like to grow myself. I like to see other people grow. I mm-hmm. like to see business go grow. I like to create. Mm-hmm. So um, I had been in the screen printing business, and we had also done uh, other printing, mm-hmm. uh, specialty printing. And then we started getting into signs. And I knew if I was going to do that, I had to go with a franchise company, somebody that keep, could keep me up to date on the latest products, the latest information, social media. If you're a one-man show um, and you don't have that franchise backing, there's no way that you can keep up with all those things. So you're not a technical guy yourself? Technical, no. <laughs> I like to think of myself as um, more as of a conductor in a, for an orchestra, Mm-hmm. I just make sure all the instruments are working, make sure all the people are working with the right instruments, and let them let their own creativity go. At this age, I have the unique ability to work with people I love, people that I chose to work with, and it's a family. Mm. How many people do you have in the company now? We have um, six currently. Mm-hmm. And what I did is I opened up uh, the franchise, Fast Signs franchise, in October. Mm-hmm. And anticipating growth, I moved um, the screen printing business in next door. Mm-hmm. And I really don't need to be in a retail spot for that screen printing business. Screen printing businesses I've been so, uh, helped over the years have always been in like a manufacturing warehouse because it was a sloppy business. Exactly. We have carpet on our floors in our screen printing uh, business. And um, so far, in the last six months, um, no accidents. The carpet still looks good. So Carpet is still the same color as same it came color. out. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I decided that I would do that and that at some point, 
as the fast time business grew, I would just punch mm-hmm. a hole in the wall between it, and I could expand into that and move the screen printing into, like you said, a warehouse-type yeah. atmosphere. But I didn't want to lose that opportunity, since I have a long-term lease, to um, not have that space available to me. Sure, you control it yourself. It's a much better deal. Exactly. I've had this pro- that problem here, uh, on using the space on the other side of the wall. Uh of course, there's a pillar holding the building up in an area I don't want it. So I guess if I ever decided to expand to get a bigger training center, I'd uh, I'd have to move the whole business because the pillars are in the wrong and place. And that's not easy. Uh, I've done it three times, so I can do it again. It's uh, just not a productive activity. Exactly. And, and figuring out exactly when what time of year to do it is a, is a critical... Uh, piece of the business. So, you know, you've been around a lot of automotive-based businesses. Uh, Oh, by the way, Jeff has agreed to take callers' questions. As usual, our call-in number today will be 646-595-4916. We'll be able to screen your calls during the commercial breaks. Uh, Jeff, what led you to by a franchise in the sign business. Well, like I said, I was I found it I could not keep up with the latest technology, could not keep up with the social media, could not do all the sales myself, could not do production myself. As an independent, I found that um that there was lacking the expertise unless I wanted to work 80 hours a week, which I don't want to do. Mhm. So I started looking around and um, came across Fast Signs, the largest printing franchise and sign uh, franchise in the United States. They have 550 locations, and we call them partners. They're really not separate locations. We all work together. Here in, in the Cincinnati area, there are seven franchise locations, and we all work together. If I have a problem, I can call them. If I have a technical problem, I can call the corporate office in Dallas, Texas. If I have any type of problem, I can call them. And somebody said to me, why would you want to pay a royalty? Why not put that money in your pocket? The amount of money I save by becoming a franchisee of Fast Signs is more than made up in lowering my cost for materials and for inks and equipment. That's fair. That's fair. We're going to uh, take a break here. We're going to listen to uh, Jimmy Fox talk about Tip Club, which is a networking group that I sponsor here in uh, in Cincinnati. The next Tip Club meeting is May 15th. That should be the third Thursday of the month of May uh, from 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Jimmy, why don't you take it away and tell everyone about Tip Club. Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, 
share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat, please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. Okay, this is Mike Roth back with Jeff Best. Jeff, let me ask you uh, a, a simple question. Over at Fast Signs, how do you go to market? How do you find uh, new prospects and clients? Well, we use a, a number of um, sources. Um, when I bought the franchise, part of the package is a marketing plan that's put together by Fast Signs that they have found to be. Um, very helpful and uh, works well with new franchisees. Along with that program was marketing um, pens, pencils, or pens, paper, uh, brochures. There's also a cold calling um, company that um, cold calls and makes appointments um, with local businesses. One of the things with Fast Signs was that they encourage people to hire salespeople. And I made the decision up right up front to hire a salesperson in the beginning mm-hmm. rather than wait until you start making money and then hire somebody because then you're sitting there going, well, I really want to hire somebody now and get the additional payroll. I figured I'd take the hit in the beginning. And I think that's paid off uh, for us because I have somebody out on the street every day. Mm-hmm. She calls the um, businesses in the area. Uh, we have a list from the Chamber of Commerce. We have a list from Fast Signs themselves. They, before I bought the franchise, they had a list of 6,000 businesses in the franchise area that I purchased. So they had already done all the marketing. All we have to do is follow up on it and then provide a, a good product. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what we do. We have somebody on the streets or on the phone every day. And myself and another salesperson, we try to get out and get face-to-face with people. Okay. Why do people buy from you as Fast Sign? I think the biggest reason is that we are a professional sign center, and we're more than signs. If somebody needs business cards, they come to us. If they need uh, a logo put on a shirt, one of our tagline is more than fast, more than signs. And so that's what we do. We try to be a visual communications company. If you need um, electronic signage, we can do that. Just this week, we signed a a deal for a large LED sign for a local business. Um, So anything from a yard sign 
to... Is that like the uh, large LED sign I saw over at your shop a couple of months ago? Actually, no, it's much larger than that. We're, we're looking at a $25,000 sign. Wow. Um, in Batavia, there's a brand new business there that is um, using the LED sign, and I, I would say that sign has to be 15 foot tall and 20 feet wide. We did not sell that sign. Okay. But there's a sign above that that we, with another company, it's not a Fast Signs franchise, but it's another sign company, we went together on that. He sold the LED sign, and he actually said, look, I need to have somebody print uh, the sign for the large sign that's above that. Will you, are you willing to go in partnership with it? And we said, sure, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. So one hand washes another, and we um, have done quite a few things with that company, and they're not part of the franchise uh, fast sign franchise, but they're in the sign business. And our goal is to try to touch everybody. And I mean that by, in our franchise area, there's going to be a sign that everybody in that area will end up seeing that was done by fast signs. Mm-hmm. But we are. We are more than signs, and we're more than fast. And we will do anything uh, visual communication. If you need wayfinding, how to get through um, a hospital. We're working on a very large client right now that wants to change their complete inside signage, the wayfinding signage, the doors uh, signage, the um, employee signage. A place like uh, University Hospital. <laughs> well, I'm not going to talk about specific. Well, I, I can talk about specifics <laughs> because a few years ago I was in that place and had to go from one area to another, and I tell you, I got terribly lost. I, I never would have found where I was looking for, except for one very helpful uh, administrative lady said, "Oh, that's easy," but the signs are confusing, and she walked me through the tunnels and got into the right area of the building, and I found where I needed to go. But I never would have found it without her. The signage was a Zippo. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we find is that simpler, simple is better. Um, the fewer signs you have or the fewer names you have on a sign. Some of these signs, they may have 12 locations, and they've got arrows on it. It's just like, where are you going? If you can get that down to three or four and direct them in the right direction and then always keep that number low as somebody goes through that facility, the... Um, the, the customer or the person making that trip um, finds it much easier. And they don't get lost like you did and have to ask where things are. Yeah, I mean, I, if I go into a, a new supermarket and they keep making those things bigger and bigger and bigger, uh, and maybe they do, they do it on purpose so you can't find the soap aisle. Or the, I mean, I, w- I went out the other day looking for simple D-sized batteries for a flashlight. And it was a terrible ordeal. They said, go look at, at, at I think it was at Lowe's or Home Depot. They said, you know, look at near the cash register. They didn't have those batteries near the cash register. Yeah, that's usually the place there that they put those batteries because it's a, um, an item that somebody sees and says, oh, yeah, I need some batteries. You know, one of those um, visual things. They see it and they need it. Or remember that they need it. Yeah, I mean, uh, and there are a lot of places uh, I'll pick on, like Harbor Freight, where you can go in there and 
unless you know what what you're looking for, you're going to lose an hour. At least I do when I when I when I go into Harbor Freight for for something simple. Well, if you're a typical guy, you enjoy going in there and spending your time looking at tools. <laughs> oh, I I go into the Harbor Freight. I'm looking for something specific. I got a list of two or three items. Maybe I got a catalog. I say, oh yeah, I want that that thing, that thing is on special. That buffer polisher is on special. I'd like to take a look at that. I don't want to wander around the whole store. And uh, maybe it's their system on purpose to get us lost in there, but uh, I'd like to have a, a good set of signs so that I can find what I'm looking for in a, in a store location. Uh, so you have one salesperson. Do you, do you sell yourself too, Jeff? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for your other business, uh, the screen printing, uh, is there a separate salesperson for that or you the salesperson for that? All of the people that work for me are salespeople. They may be inside salespeople. They may be selling to their friends, their family, but I consider every one of my employees a salesperson. So, um, and even in the screen printing, all of us, all of us sell that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my biggest sales staff mm-hmm. are my customers. My customers that are satisfied, and I so far. Um, and every customer that we have, FastSign contacts them by phone or by email. If they can't get them by phone, they'll get them by email to uh, find out what their experience was at our center. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that every customer we've had, have on a scale of 1 to 10, every customer with the exception of 1 has given us a 10, and one of them gave, them, gave us an 8, but they said they were totally happy. So they are my biggest salesperson people, is mm-hmm. the, the people that we do that come into our center, buy a product, buy a service, and leave, and they're going to tell somebody. It's either going to be good or bad. If it's at my center, it better be good because that's what we're there for. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, so you're getting a lot of referral business. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Makes it easier. Uh Again, Jeff has agreed to answer questions. You can call in on uh, 646-595-4916, and we'll be able to uh, take the calls during the screen the calls during the next commercial break. Uh, what do you think the opportunities and possibilities are for you in the in the printing business over the next few years, Jeff? I can tell you that um, I see big things. In fact, my family wants to get involved in, in the Fast Signs franchise really? business. And um, I hope to be adding a location within the next year, year and a half, and then I'll bring my family on board. Um, Are they, you, uh, in Fast Signs, did you buy a, a set of zip codes for the franchise? Is that how it works? Yeah, they they what they do is they sit down and they try to map out. And there has to be a, at least 5,000 businesses in that franchise area. Mm-hmm. And then there are still other areas that are don't have a franchise, so it becomes open territory. And um, so um, that is one of the things I'm looking at is I know where the next franchise is that I want to purchase, and it's just I'm hoping that that doesn't happen by somebody else buying that franchise until mine is up and making uh, good revenues, good profits, and then I can afford to buy that other franchise. Well, you should get an agreement with the franchisor for the right of first refusal. Uh, you can do that, but it costs um, tens of thousands of dollars. Do, do they really do that? Yes. 
Yeah, I know there's a there's a guy who uh, uh, wants to buy the franchise for Sandler in Israel, and uh, is attempting to negotiate a uh, right of first refusal, and he's going to uh, put up the translation of some of the Sandler material into Hebrew as his side of the the payment. Uh, it's, it's really interesting because he's been a, a Sandler client in another city uh, for a couple of years and uh, uh, wants to uh, to move to Israel. So makes makes good sense. Uh, what area of town are you, are you thinking of adding your family to? Can you talk about that? No, I don't want to talk about okay. that. Okay, that would be bad luck. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you have a long-term strategic plan, Jeff? Yes, to work hard. To work hard. <laughs> work hard as long as I can. Yeah, when I look at your resume, it looks like you worked hard for a lot of years to get to where you are now. I love to work. I, I absolutely love it. I love getting up in the morning, and um, I don't really consider it work. To me, it's more pleasurable than staying at home. Good. So what time do you get to the office in the morning? Well, it depends. Um, I do a lot of things in the morning. I pick up materials in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I see customers in the morning. Um, this this week I've been there mm, eight o'clock. Okay. Uh, we open at nine and close at five, but I'm usually there later than that. Okay, so you're usually the first guy in and the last guy out. Um, well, sometimes I wouldn't say I'm the first guy in because I am out doing. I'm out working, but I'm not at the center. Okay. Uh, do your signs need custom installation? If you um, think about it, that's the business we're in. We're in custom sign business. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some standards, banners, um, yard signs. Those are pretty much standard. Any other sign that we do is usually totally custom. It's not something that comes off the assembly line. Somebody has to make it, and it has to be a certain uh, size or lack of a size, depending on the uh, regulations in that particular community. Um, so it's, it is like the LED sign that we just um, sold this week. Um, it's all a particular size and has to be custom made. The cabinet has to be custom made to fit the panels for the LEDs, and it also has to be sized to fit on the existing sign poles. So everything's custom. Mm. And, and your company is going to install it on the existing sign poles? Yes. Okay. I'm glad you're in your business. I, I couldn't handle it on my side <laughs> if we have to do custom installations. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break here and uh, listen to a couple of Sandler commercials. If you want to ask Jeff a question, we can take your call at 646-595-4916. Let's listen to a couple of Sandler commercials. Hi, I'm Mike Roth, founder and president of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. You've been listening to me talk about sales, growth, and development for years. Now, listen to what my clients have to say. I'm Eric Harding of Lear Capital, the leaders in tangible wealth protection, gold and silver. I've been a client of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates for over nine years. Even in these tough economic times, our business continues to thrive. In fact, I'm having a record year. Mike has really done one heck of a great job with my sales process. I want to thank the folks at Sandler for all of their help. 
If you want help on owning the right forms of gold and silver, call Mike. He'll give you my number. Then ask Mike how he can help you have a record year in 2009. To find out more about Sandler Training and how it might grow your business, contact us at 513-646-6523. That's 513-646-6523. Or visit us at rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. If you're a salesperson or a company owner, my message is critical for you. Today, I want to talk to you about the real secret of getting out of debt. Earn more money. Most salespeople and owners want to sell more at a higher price with better margins, but don't know how. I've helped hundreds of people and companies grow over 30% per year by making an investment in themselves. Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I teach my clients new and different strategies, tactics, and behaviors that get dramatic results. I'm not for everyone. I'm tough, expensive, abrasive, and not politically correct. But if you want results, we need to talk. Call me at 513-753-9400, extension 102. Give me your toughest questions. Then, if you qualify, I'll invite you in for a free meeting. 513-753-9400, extension 102. Well, this is Mike Roth and uh, Jeff Best. Okay, Jeff. A lot of people are doing uh, a lot of work on, well, before I go there, if someone wants to find out more about Fast Science and talk to you or maybe one of your salespeople, how do they do that after the show? There's a couple of ways. The simplest way is just um, Google Fast Signs Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and all of the uh, Fast Sign locations in Cincinnati will appear on the screen. And then um, you can... Um, Email us at 625-at-fastsigns.com. And if you have a request, you can put it in there. If you need some information on a sign, you can do that through the email. Or you can call us at 513-943-7000. Good. Uh, you're in the sign business, not the Internet business. Uh, do you have a website that you've created yourself, or are you using Fast Signs for websites? We are using Fast Signs for websites. They have approximately four or five people that do nothing but um, work the Internet, make sure that we're um, first when somebody um, is looking for signs. Um, they have updates every week. They put videos on. The latest information uh, is on there. Um, any projects we're working on that are worthwhile, they will put on there. Any videos that we do, um, Bobby Burgess, who works in our office right now, is working on a commercial, 30-second commercial. In fact, he's working on two or three 30-second commercials that um, Fast Science has put a um, contest in place. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the winners of that will get uh, $500. Really? And so it just helps build his ability to do that on the um, di- for the digital signage. Because uh, one of the things we do, we not only um, sell the signs, but we also develop content for those signs. So currently, um, we have probably three people, three uh, companies right now that we weekly um, develop content for their signs. And uh, we have kiosks, which are um, commercial-grade um, digital signage. Looks like a TV, but it's a commercial-grade TV. 
and it's mounted in a um, stand and it's all enclosed weighs about 200 pounds so it's very difficult to tip over and we have those stationed there's one at Newport on the levee mm-hmm. and we change the content on that weekly also so that sounds like uh, the digital sign business and changing content is turning you more into a uh, a monthly revenue model as opposed to a one-time revenue model yes and that is a an ongoing business we haven't done any yet at, at my center, but um, there are quite a few fast signs that are um, doing content for restaurants even. It's so much easier rather than to put a request in and get a printed sign changed. Mm-hmm. If you can change that content wirelessly and, you know, you could have a restaurant could actually have different prices at different times of the day. Um, if you have a particular product like added um, a large big box there are certain people that you could target that that signage to, like during the day it would be mostly stay-at-home moms. Uh, in the evenings it would be people coming home from work. In the mornings it's typically the older people that get out into the shopping center. So you can actually target those people as they're coming into your store or as, as they get to a particular spot in the store. And really that's... In the sign business itself, they say in the next two years that 30% of what currently is done with um, a static sign will be yeah. a dynamic digital sign. Yeah, I'm thinking of signs as, uh, you know, vinyl that was placed on a, a carrier medium, right? whether it's metal or foam core board. Well, if you think of even a, even a bank, when you go into a bank, you go up to the teller, there's usually a sign there. And usually what happens every two weeks to four weeks, they change those signs. Somebody has to design it. Somebody has to print a sample. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to approve that sample. Somebody has to place an order for it. Somebody has to print that sign. Somebody has to mail that sign out. Then somebody has to install that sign. If that could be done very easily from a desk, somebody creates it, somebody approves it, and it's downloaded immediately. And it's instant change. The savings for that particular bank or uh, retail establishment is tremendous because they don't have all those people handling it. They don't have to have the installation. They don't have to have that person to change out that sign. It sounds like it's a, you, you've changed a simple, inexpensive sale to a more complex sale. It's not really. If you think of an iPad or just a screen, mm-hmm. and then if you think about walking into a bank and walking up to a teller and there's basically an iPad sitting there beside the teller instead of a, a, uh, a static sign, and a sign that has color in it and movement in it, it attracts the attention to that, uh, to that uh, particular TV screen or um, digital sign. That will get more response than that static sign ever would. Mm-hmm. So, and it's the same way with LED signs. I, I know there's a dentist that is out by where I live, and I thought he was nuts when he put in an LED sign. For a dentist, who would think that? But his business went up dramatically by having that LED sign. What, what does the sign say? It is, I, I'm guessing it's probably 10 foot long by 4 foot high, and it just advertises his business. He'll run a special on there. He... Um, it always has a changing message on it. It uses bright colors, and at night, it lights up the whole intersection. 
You can't you can't miss the thing. Hmm. So I and I haven't actually talked to him, but I bet you that if I did, my guess is his business is up dramatically. Digital signage works, color works, movement works, rather hmm. than just a sign sitting there hoping somebody looks at it. And they say, and I don't remember exactly how many times, but it's somewhere around five times. After you've seen a sign five times, even a large billboard as you're driving down the road, you don't see it anymore when you drive by. You put up a digital sign for a billboard, and you see it every time because it's always changing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, This is an off-the-wall question. uh, Be the, ready for an off-the-wall answer then. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Cincinnati Chamber is doing something called uh, Schmooza Palooza, a trade show. Uh, are you guys going to have a booth to the trade show with one of your digital signs? The plan is to do that, yes. Okay. Anything we can do to show people you know, what we can do and what will help them. It's really not about us selling things. Mm-hmm. It's about what we can do for that customer. It doesn't do any good for us to make a sign, um, create content, if it doesn't get results. So we're results-driven. So when that customer looks at that and they're looking at, oh, it's going to cost this much, we need to educate that customer and show them how much money they're going to make off that sign, how much additional business they're going to get, how much business they might possibly lose if they're the last guy in the game. So uh, for every 10 prospects you go out to talk to about a sign, how many do you close? It's a good question. Mm-hmm. I don't have those statistics. My, if my gut feeling is, I, I can tell you in the screen printing side of it, it's quite high. And one of the, for garments, because every business uses T-shirts, um, corporate apparel, every business uses that. So that portion of it's pretty high. Signs are a little different. Um, the more expensive you go, the less, um, the longer the sales cycle is. So if, if you're trying to sell somebody a $50,000 sign, it's going to take a while. Mm-hmm. If you're going to sell them a $2,000 sign, that cycle is much lower. So, But I would say that we're probably in that 10 to 15 percent if you averaged everything um, some and and it depends on what you're what you're looking at when you make a sales call it may not be today it mm-hmm. may be three months from now or six months from now but you have to plant the seed and let them know that where you are and what you can do for them yeah sure you know you could you couldn't sell me an embroidered shirt today because you don't need I, it I got more embroidered <laughs> shirts uh, than I need now, if Sandler comes along and says, hey, guys, we've got a new logo, and we, we want you to lo- use the new logo, then I need a new wardrobe of shirts. Exactly. Good. Let's take a, uh, a short break here, Jeff, and we're going to listen to a, a Sandler rule. We're going to listen to Sandler rule number 34. Hello, I'm Jerry Weinberg, Sandler Training, and I'm here today to talk about Sandler Rule number 34, which says work smart and not hard. So one of the things we need to do when we're involved in in going after a a prospect 
is to learn how to qualify and disqualify early on. Uh, it's been my experience, you know, having done this for many, many years, as we coach our clients, as, as we train them, that they seem to spend, many of them, an incredible amount of time chasing, following up business they're never going to get. And for goodness sakes, if you're going to follow, you know, finish second, why do you even want to bother being in there? We don't get paid on experience. And frequently what happens is uh, we, we have a prospect maybe who's on our top ten list, let's say, and we want so badly to meet them, and we finally get an appointment with Mr. or Ms. Big, and, and uh, we're brought in there, and uh, next thing you know, we're doing a proposal to a totally unqualified situation. And uh, maybe it's a much larger piece of business than we normally would be working with. And we wind up in Think It Overland. And next thing you know, we're following up and we're, we're making phone calls and, and we're sending emails and nothing's happening. I'll tell you what is happening is we're not prospecting because we're spending too much time with prospects we're never going to do business with. In fact, I'd like you to write that question down and kind of track it over the next several days. How much time? do I spend following up, chasing business I'm never going to get, and how do I suffer with that? One of the ways that you can work around that is instead of going after a, a large chunk of dollars, start with a smaller piece. We call it a monkey's paw. Get some dollars, maybe for an assessment, maybe for a pilot program. You'll also keep your competition out of the picture. You'll at least feel like you're making some progress, and then you can make it work better. So again, Jerry Weinberg, Sandler Rule number 34, work smart, not hard. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Jeff Best. Uh, Jeff, you've been involved in businesses for well over 30 years, perhaps, and as a leader in business, as a business owner both in your own business and in franchises, with partners, without partners. Uh, perhaps you could give our listeners a leadership tip. Well, I would say my leadership t tip would be just to enjoy the ride and make it fun. There's nothing worse than um, you or your employees dreading to go in to work. Um, so I always say enjoy the ride, whether you're driving or you're a passenger. Mm-hmm. That's a good, good philosophy. Jeff, here at Sandler Training Roth & Associates, we have a theory of operation that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. And therefore, if you want to solve a complex problem, you need to have an equally complex solution to solve that complex problem. It doesn't have to be at Fast Science, but maybe at one of your other businesses. Can you tell, share with our audience a complex problem that you ran into and the equally complex solution you use to fix the problem? Well, I have a problem right now that we're working on, I can tell you that. Um, we have a customer who is just starting franchising um, regionally, mm -hmm. and they asked us to come in and... You mean uh, a franchisor? A franchisor. Mm-hmm said, look, our signage isn't working for us. Can you come in and tell us what's wrong? And um, so we went there, and he says, look, I, I think what I want to do is I want to put an LED sign out there that I can change a message on. Hmm. And I said, that's a great idea. 
but you still have one other problem, and that problem is your other signage doesn't work. It was a light-colored background with yellow text. You could get up to 20 feet away from it and not be able to read it. Oh. And this was what the franchise company was telling the franchisor they had to have. Franchisee. What Franchisee, you correct. Um, so we're working through that right now. But these companies that... Um, they hire graphic designers, and the graphic designers, you look at a business card, it's great. And then they try to take and keep that same branding and make a sign out of it. And sometimes it just doesn't work. It just, most of the time, it doesn't work. And the difficult part of that, or the complex part of that, is trying to um, convince the person that um, bought that sign, just spent maybe thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars for that design, that it's totally wrong, that it won't work. Mm. And so we are now, um, that's the LED sign I talked about earlier, we're getting ready to, um, the customers ordered that. But the rest of their signs still doesn't work. So... Um, Can you re recolor it? No, because the text is even too small. Even if, it's, even if it was the right color, um, the height of the letters don't warrant um, a car driving by 35, 40 miles an hour. There's not enough time to read it because by the time you read it, you already buy it. Buy oh, it. so it, it, it's a walking sign in a driving area. Exactly. Well, even if you're walking currently, mm -hmm. it, you, you're probably not going to read it. it. It's just, it looks like it's faded out, and it's not. It's relatively new. In fact, it's probably less than three months old. So um, not only do we have to work with a, franchisee, we've got to work with that mother company and try to figure out what's a solution for them. Hopefully, it'll be a, a good solution for them and us, and quite possibly, it'd be a great opportunity to have a regional company that we can actually do signs for multiple locations. With That's the great thing about Fast Signs, too, is that even though we have a territory, mm -hmm. if we work with a, a company and it's in our territory and they're all over the United States, that becomes our account. So you work with a, a franchisor who uh, has 100 locations all over the United States. You would actually sell those signs, or would you have them be fabricated by local fast sign locations and then installed by those local franchisees? We would make the signs ourselves or order them ourselves, depending mm -hmm. on the, the sign. So we can't do fabricating. We outsource the fabricating, as most sign companies do. But I'll give you a good example. Procter & Gamble's Tide Dry Cleaners is a Fast Signs national account. Mm -hmm. That was developed by one um, Fast Signs franchisee. He now has all of those dry cleaners. Are now All those signs are ordered by him. And the reason they do that is that once he has that consistency in, you don't want to pass that off to anybody else. Somebody else may not know the specs, may get the specs wrong, it's better if it goes through one particular person. And then the local franchise, like myself, then uh, has the opportunity to install those. And we work hand-in-hand. Hand. I'm going to use uh, one of my franchise partners, and they're going to use me. And that's the great thing about it, 550 locations across the United States. No, that's one of the advantages of a, of a large system. Sandler's uh, finally gotten there with our uh, global accounts program 
and we can service counts in almost any country in the world. Uh, we ran into a prospect here where the head office is in uh, Florence, Italy. And 10 years ago, I would have said it was nice meeting you. <laughs> but uh, this year, we can turn around and give give out a proposal that's worth almost two, $2 million dollars. Uh, for international training, and I'll only have to worry about training the uh, the few people who are here in our local market and Sandler network across the globe and a special team of global accounts trainers can handle all the people that are scattered all over because what we do is long-term positive reinforcement training, primarily uh, face-to-face, although we do use the, use the web heavily. Uh, Jeff, are you looking to add new employees to your company here in uh, Cincinnati? Yes. As we grow, we will be adding more. Like I said in the beginning of the show, um, I added additional staff in the beginning mm-hmm. rather than wait for that, wait for the business. I wanted when the, somebody walked in the door, I wanted to be able to take care of that customer. I didn't want to have anybody wait. So um, as the business picks up, yes, we'll be adding. And I know we'll be adding this year. <laughs> Uh, all those digital signs that, that people seems to be buying from you, uh, can end users, purchasers of those, of those signs, program them themselves, or do they actually need to be uh, stick with with you guys for the uh, changing of messages? They can. If they have the expertise to um, understand how it works, if they can create content for it, um, it's not that I wouldn't say it's not that hard. It, it is It is difficult for somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. And there is a learning curve. And you can either hire somebody in-house, you can hire somebody ex- not working for you as a contractor. I would say for us, it works great because most of our customers are uh, smaller businesses. It's not the national account. It's not the person that has, has 200 locations across the country. Um, and if they have a staff of people that they're willing to pay, that's great for them. But you have to look at, for us to create content to change weekly, it may take an hour for us to create that. Mm-hmm. So if that's a company, do you want that person in there creating that content and not have anything else to do? It, that's where it comes down to. Um, where do you want to put your dollars? Do you want to have it in payroll, or would you rather contract that out on a part-time, part-time basis um, so and, it, and save money? In the digital sign business, it's kind of like the web was back in 1996, uh, where almost no one had it in-house web developer mm-hmm. because it was too hard to change web content and uh, led to a whole new... Industry. Yeah, it's a little different too. With if you're looking at an LED sign that just has a message on it, that's pretty easy. You just type in a message, and you know you send it wirelessly out to that, um, out to that sign. If it is um, like what we have at Newport on down at Newport on the levee, a graphic sign, a graphic sign where you have text, you have um, film, you have maybe. Uh, slides coming in. You've got things flying in. That's that's a little bit more. It takes a little more time to do Film, that. You mean videos? Yes, videos. Okay. Uh, more difficult, more complicated, and uh, they need folks like you to keep the signs updated. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, how big are these digital signs? How how 
that you offer? What's they, the size range? The size size range runs anywhere from like the size of an iPad up to however large you want it. You can bank TVs um, together and make it as big as you want. If you look at um, something like uh, the Red Stadium where they have a large signage there, that's a bunch of screens all put together. That's not just one big screen. So size is however big you want to make it or how small you want to make it. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff, what makes motivates you to make tough business decisions? What motivates me to make tough business decisions is the results if you don't make that decision. Interesting. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. If you have a tough situation um, with an employee even, and you've tried everything you could, and you say, oh, you just keep hanging on and hanging on, by hanging on, you may end up, that may be the worst decision you've made. So sometimes the tough decision is, well, I need to make a change here. Because by hanging on to the, the person, you're you're just not gonna you're not gonna make it. They're mm -hmm. not gonna make it. You're not helping them. You're certainly not helping yourself. And it also works that way with customers too. Um, I wouldn't say I would turn away customers, but I would encourage customers maybe to go to my competition that were difficult. I'm a firm believer in that um, your customers become like family, and like we were talking about earlier about referrals. My best salespeople are my customers. And if I know that I can't make a customer happy and I know that they're trying to make me do make the wrong sign or have the wrong message on it, I know that's that's not a customer I want because I want that person that goes, wow, that's great. Um, I can't wait to tell somebody about this. Okay, that's, a, that's an important consideration. Uh, here at Sandler, we have a, a code of conduct, code of engagement. We say first is honesty. I've got to be honest with you. Can you be honest with me? Some people have failed right there. Uh, the second was confidentiality. Uh, our conversations are totally private. A few feel uh, that that's too tough. Uh, third is commitment. I believe in commitment means doing what you said you were going to do even after the spirit in which you said it is gone. Do you believe the same way, Jeff? Absolutely. Good. And the last one is... We judge people and companies not on the commitments they make, but by the commitments that they keep. Because that's the way you can tell who you want to do business with. Well, and I look at um, at opportunities, too, mm -hmm. because we're not perfect, and we're going to mess up mm -hmm. every once in a while. Not very often, hopefully. Not as best, I know. But when it happens, mm -hmm. we're going to make it right. We're going to be more than make it right. Um, we had a graphic design that didn't end up um, being installed properly. We're redoing that, and we're adding more things to it at no charge. We're going to go above and beyond. That's what we do. Good. That's a good way to do business. Jeff, I want to thank you for uh, being on the show uh, today, and I'm going to give you a copy of the the brand-new Sandler book, uh, Lead When You Dance, the 14 Success Secrets for Sales and Sales Management, and uh, I did the compilation on that book. Uh, that just came out uh, with that cover this week. So oh, it's, right? it, it, it's brand new. Well, thank you very much. Uh, and, and included in there is a Sandler training calendar, a free pass for one of our uh, Sandler training sessions. And thanks again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Good. Scott, why don't you take it away?
Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.